surprise! Yep, I've got a very special bonus edition of Happy Place for you on this bank holiday. Technically, yes, the series has ended and we were going to hold on to this for a while longer, but you wanted more and it seemed rude not to, so why not? And it's with my lovely friend, Emma Willis, a person who I have so much time for. I always think something's only going to last for five minutes, so enjoy it while it's happening because it will be over before you know it. Now, in return for this surprise, I do have a little tiny favour to ask. If you wouldn't mind, please take a moment and vote for us in the British Podcast Awards. If you've got something from listening, there's no better way to tell us than to go to britishpodcastawards.com forward slash vote and choose Happy Place. That would make my day. It takes just two minutes. So go on, do it now. Just pause this podcast and go to britishpodcastawards.com forward slash vote. Thank you so much. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. And now, here's your special bonus show. You've earned it. nervous slash worried about today's episode it's one that I've been just mulling over and thinking about a lot today's subject matter is going to be beauty which can be quite a bizarre and loaded topic to kind of cover I take the things I want it to be and what I don't want it to be so let's start with the don'ts I don't want this to be kind of frivolous skin deep chat about lipstick and blusher you know I can't stand here and pretend that I don't love those things that they don't play a part in my life but you know, maybe that will feature a bit, but what I really want to focus on is sort of inner beauty, confidence, how much you let that affect your overall life, and also how beauty has changed over the years for women more specifically, because it really has. We can't ignore the fact that social media has somehow moulded a different image and ideal of beauty. And I've just got the perfect person to talk to this about. This is the good bit. This is the bit that's not worrying me at all. My guest today is a great friend of mine. Not only is she the most brilliant broadcaster and tv host out there she's also stunningly beautiful but has a very grounded level-headed and pragmatic approach to what beauty means to her it is the delightful emma willis when you're growing up did you feel beautiful uh no i had like kind of little mousy rat's tail ringlets for hair did you <laughs> and uh, I'd like i was... see a picture of that <laughs> <laughs> i was mousy and i was really quiet and shy and not kind of wanting to be the center of attention like now <laughs> um and not overly confident well not confident at all really I was just kind of a little kid that just plodded along I was never the one that boys fancied I was I was just like did you have the awkward teen years then because uh, I had like the train trap braces I had permed hair with a straight fringe which was an excellent look which I think we can bring back <laughs> and I wore heinous clothing and I can't imagine you being that teenager no, I was. You you had a, a perm with a straight fringe. I had a perm with a permed fringe. <laughs> <laughs> and blonde highlights. 
<laughs> the 80s were so harsh yeah, and the 90s. Yeah, they really were. Uh, when I started playing with makeup, I used to have brown eyeshadow, just the same colour that went from the <laughs> lash line to the eyebrow. <laughs> And I thought I looked like the shit. Mm. Um, but I actually just looked like shit. Mm. Uh, Clothing-wise, if I wore now what I wore then, I would be at the height of fashion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it was shell suits galore. Totally. <laughs> when I did Top of the Pops at Christmas, I was looking on the stages and I was like, I had that. I had those buffalo boots. Yeah. I had that crop top. And but it's they weren't back. cool back then. What's your earliest beauty memory? Like, So, for instance, mine is probably my dear late nan Sylvia gassing her bedroom out with Elnet hairspray. Like, that smell now just evokes such a memory and a time for me. Mm. And I think from sort of watching her sort of curl her hair and put her lipstick on, and my other nan, Ruby, actually, as well, doing the nails, they were all sort of real impactful moments for me as a young girl, sort of seeing, oh, there's this sort of transformation that can take place if you want it to. I think probably I've I've got an older sister, so um, I kind of watched her do a lot. And my mum, she always wore lots of mascara. Mine does now. Yeah, and picked it off. Ooh. And that's something I still do. Really? I don't remove with makeup. No. I pick. What? <laughs> I love you've it. You've done Big Brother, you're on the way home and you're picking yeah. off your makeup. Yeah, I rip my eyelashes off and I put them down and then I just... I mean, I don't pick my skin off. Yeah, I wipe sure. that off. Okay, but just the mascara. <laughs> but the mascara. You pull off. I, I ball it. It's so satisfying. Never tried that. And watching my sister, she kind of, funnily enough, the hair that I've got now, but really? she was very kind of of the moment of Duran Duran. So mm. she had full flock of seagulls with a rat's tail down the back. And I remember kind of watching her kind of do it and just going, oh my God, she's the coolest chick mm. I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> and because she loved John Taylor, I loved John Taylor. Like it was very much like that. Yeah. Um, but I had long hair and she, considering I've, I've got like naturally curly hair, Obviously, I don't like it, so I straighten it to within an inch of its life. Do you remember Bendy Rollers? Yes. So Amazing. she was like, I am going to make you look like Kylie Minogue. Oh, that was the actual dream back right. then. Uh, which is why I eventually got a perm because of... of With Kyra's. that hat and the hole in the top. Yeah, the yeah, yeah, came yeah out. totally. <sighs> yeah, and the blonde highlights because yes. she had blonde hair. Before that, she was like, I'm going to just transform you. And um, <laughs> I could... I mean, I must only have been about 11 or something maybe 12 and she bendy rolled my hair and I was so excited and then she took it out and I looked in the mirror and I have been traumatized ever since wow I mean I cried for a very long time because I thought I mean I looked ridiculous Mm, mm. Uh, and I thought it was never gonna I thought I was stuck with it Mm. obviously it washes out but I didn't know that (laughs) (laughs) you were scarred for life after that (laughs) what age did you bloom or have that moment where you people started going you're such a beautiful girl and why don't you try modelling? Come over here and join our agency. I was 17. It was actually a friend of my mum's that said, she should be a model. And if I showed you, Fern, the picture that I sent off, the modelling You're going to have to email it through now so we can put it out oh as part of this podcast. Oh my God. Again, I had similar hair to what I have now, but mm. it was the same length and with the same little bits of blonde. I, uh, there's a, th- a theme of highlights through my it life. It really is. But I used to scrunch it so it was curly on top. With a diffuser? With, was that ever involved? Yeah. Oh, 100%. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was wearing a bright red shirt and I had bright red lipstick and I had this like kind of chubby, round, 16-year-old face. Cute. Very pale, little tiny eyes, no eyebrows, no mascara. 
how I got that phone call, I will never quite know. So at 17, you started modelling. Yeah. And you did that for how Ten long years. before you started presenting? 10 years. So that's a long period of time to be solely judged on your looks yeah. professionally. You're getting yeses or nos purely based on what you look like. How yeah. did you handle that? I think in the beginning, really, I couldn't quite believe it was happening. So I was like, you can tell me no every day if you want. I'm just enjoying it. Mm. Um, And then you kind of, you know, I always think something's only going to last for five minutes. So enjoy it while it's happening because it will be over before you know it. So I was very much like, like that then. And then it kind of carried on happening. And I was like, okay, maybe this is an actual job for me. And then, you know, kind of three years down the line, you're like, oh, right, okay, I actually live in London. This is my full time job. I'm a model. Like, how does that happen to somebody like me? Do you know what I mean? You just kind of don't expect your life to happen like that. And then you kind of go, well, if this is my job, I kind of have to start thinking probably about how I look (laughs) three years later I'm like what oh I twig now okay Um, and I started kind of looking after myself I suppose but I think I've always been quite level-headed and because I'm I suppose a, a, a bit of a glass half empty type girl or a realist as I like to yeah. say mm-hmm. I suppose that I've kind of taken being judged like that okay because yeah I might be right for some people but I'm going to be wrong for some people as well so you, you know you can't please everybody all of the but time. But that's such a wonderful attitude to just you naturally have that attitude about a lot of things in life and I think that's brilliant and what's allowed you to have such longevity in both modelling and presenting because I think I'm probably a bit too sensitive and go not that I've ever been judged for my looks but oh god they don't like me the world is ending you know like really don't know how to process that sometimes because I want everyone to like what I'm doing and it, I find it's so all, yeah, we all course. like if, if I think mm. we're quite similar creatures in the fact mm. that I want people to like me because I think I'm a nice person yeah absolutely <laughs> and you want people to like you because you are a bloody nice person mm. so so I kind of get that when we're, we're not people who are like we're just gonna say what we think and I don't care what you think yeah, about yeah, it. I will yeah. tell you the truth yeah it's like yeah but consider people's feelings absolutely. like the whole train I just can't get on but in the fashion industry people don't think like that people are very cutthroat and very yeah, you next go and that must feel painful at times there were a couple of times I remember being told that I was I had to lose weight and it was quite early on I was I was about 18 and I'd gone to Australia which was made again I was a bit like oh wow yeah I'm in Australia (laughs) this is quite nice my rational head was kind of going oh god oh god I need to lose weight but I was living with a chef (laughs) And it was very difficult. And I just kind of thought, you know what? I just can't be bothered. Oh, but I love that. So that was I your just attitude. kind of carried on eating. I had a nice time and then I went home. And I think obviously there were there were times when it would get to me, but there was there's nothing that's really stayed in my brain where it obviously affected me so much that it caused an issue for me. Obviously we want people to like us because we think we're nice people, mm, right? Mm. But but we that but what doing what we do, you're you're judged on who you are as a human being mm. and your personality. Mm. So you're being you when you host shows, and I'm being me when I host shows. So if people take to social media and go, "Well, we think you're a dick," it's just like <gasps> oh, that's horrible. Oh my god! But if you're a model, it's all it's based a percentage on personal of you. preference yeah. of a look. Yeah. And it took me a while doing this to be okay with 
people going, well, actually, I think I, I don't really like you or what you do. Mm. You know, as she said, it's quite, it's a, such a personal thing because you are being you. You're not yeah. being an actress and, and putting being a character that, mm. that someone's like, I don't, I don't like that character. You are being who you are mm. and being judged for it. So to feel that, robustness I guess really in those situations from a very young age do you put that down to just the essence of who you are or your upbringing I put it down a lot to my upbringing my parents uh, again are quite realists I use that word a lot realistic human beings and you know kind of enjoy yourself and do what you can but remember one day it will end and it won't last forever. So I think I've always had that mentality and I've always kind of had the can't quite believe my luck aspect of where my life has gone. So I'm ready at any point that it will end. And I've never really planned what I was going to do. It's just ended up happening. And I think maybe that's why I've always thought it won't last forever Mm. or I probably won't do it for very long because I never expected it to happen. I think it's a healthy way to be because also then you remain quite open to other opportunities and things that are going to spring up that you hadn't planned and and also you're not resting on your laurels going well I've got this sorted I'm just going to coast now you know you're kind of you're in the moment more enjoying it but I think you do I do panic though I do kind of panic I never planned anything so when it does end what do I do then? Because I haven't planned that. Either. Yeah. No, I'm exactly the same. Winging it every single totally. day of my life. That whole totally imposter syndrome is oh, like a real, don't even very get me started real on that. Thing. Even after 21 years, imposter syndrome is present, omnipresent. And it's bonkers, isn't it? I know. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Can you think of specific moments when you felt really beautiful? Because they're often moments that are quite unobvious really like for me personally and I it's it feels almost cringy to say but I'm quite happy admitting this the day after I gave birth both times I looked in the mirror and I thought I look bloody amazing (laughs) and I never ever think that honestly I hate every picture of myself sometimes I can't bear to look at myself in the mirror the day after I gave birth whether it was the oxytocin or whatever hormones were flying around me I had greasy hair chapped lips loads of water retention but I thought I feel great I feel beautiful. I'm looking in the mirror. I'm happy with what I see. And that will be one of my best beauty memories ever. More so than on my wedding day, than when I've been in makeup for four hours. Mm. That, and I had not a scrap of makeup on. I was just sort of like the rawest raw that I could be. But I felt beautiful. Have you got any moments like that? When you asked me that question, the first thing that sprung to my mind was a picture I saw of myself the day I gave birth. Really? I swear to you, yeah. Isn't that funny? And I kind of filtered through my head and I was like, how about my wedding day? I kind of felt beautiful on the inside because it was a beautiful day. But when I look back at the pictures, I'm like, I didn't have any eyebrows. I had a spot (laughs) in the middle of my forehead. Like, (laughs) But there's a picture, the the day I, like literally hours after Isabel had come into the world Mm. and I remember looking at it going... Fuck. Mm. They're pretty nice considering I've just been through like pretty much but not you know, even 18 considering. hours of labour. Yeah. Maybe it's 
drugs. Yeah. <laughs> I've had so much gas in there. Right? Maybe, look amazing. Maybe it's just an illusion in your eyeballs. <laughs> There's a, like a, a natural filter. Even if it is, I'm sticking with that memory because it's a really good <laughs> no. one. So how much of your own beauty do you feel is down to the work you put in, the fact that you might go and have makeup done before a show versus how you feel mentally and how your well-being is? I think a lot of it comes down to how you feel inside and your and your well-being. If you've got stuff going on or you're or you're feeling really unbalanced within yourself, you can as you said go into work and have 3 hours of makeup and you can still look in the mirror and not be happy mm. even though you know what is what is looking back at you is a, a a face that's had lots of time spent on it to look its best but inside they're not matching are they no, isn't so, that funny like are, are there moments where we might be watching you on tv and you look absolutely ridiculously gorgeous but actually inside you're thinking god i feel rough and i look rough totally really yeah i mean the, the, it happens all the time doesn't it like mm. it, it's whether it whether whether you're on tv or not on tv whether you've got a face full of makeup or no makeup you know i can if everything is feeling kind of balanced at home and I feel like the balls are being juggled and I'm keeping them up in the air and everything seems to be going well and the washing's been done and I've done the grocery shopping and I've been to work, the kids are all fed and they've got the right uniform. Yeah, <laughs> just a few you know, on that one checklist. Of those days yeah. when everything is working, mm. I can get out of bed, look like shit, but I can look in the mirror and I haven't been to the gym for a month, I can look in the mirror and go... It's all right today. Yeah, I feel I feel all right about myself because mentally I'm feeling stable. But mm. the minute you drop a couple of those balls or even one of them, you know, you could have been training every single day, having facials every single week, which never happens. But you know, in my parallel universe, yeah. <laughs> and you can still look in the mirror and go, "I hate myself." Mm. Not hate myself, but I just don't like what's looking back. Yeah, and no matter how much your partner goes. What are you talking about? You look incredible. It doesn't matter. And, and I mean, I love the fact that Matt will say that, but I have to go, that's what you think. Yeah. And that's lovely that you think it, but I need to think that and I don't. Mm, isn't Do you know it what I mean? F- well, yeah, because, Jess, if I put my hair back, so basically you'll never see me with my hair back ever. Why? Because I've got a massive forehead, Emma. Stop it. No, no. We talked the other day about short hair and I was like, lob it off. I would, I would, <laughs> but I couldn't do what you've done and have a quiff back because my forehead is quite, it's wide. Not necessarily, it's a bit long, but it's wide. And when I have it up in a bum, I do it at home the whole time. I have a mum bum permanently. I know, I see it. But, but you're out on about, social media with it and you look amazing. Because I'll take a picture that isn't too distressing for me to look back at. But if someone <laughs> was to knock on the door, I'd be ripping that mum bun out before you could say mum bun. Pop like, it up now, let's have a No. Look. And I... <laughs> I will have my hair up and Jessie goes, oh, I love you with your hair like that. And I'm like, I look like an egg. But like you say, your husband sees a beauty that is eluding us. But but also, I'm not your husband. <clears throat> I'm just your friend. And I don't know what you're talking about. No, but it's what's it's within. Cute, I feel naked. How if I do that, I might within. take my pants off. Like, honestly, there is no difference. That's how I would feel, completely naked. So in your real life, because I, uh, this is sort of like a worky day for me. So I've put a bit of mascara on. I've done my eyebrows. But on a home day, I don't go anywhere near my makeup bag do you no no nothing heaven so today i've just got mascara on Mm. because otherwise i look like i haven't got any eyeballs (laughs) (laughs) just a little helping hand i picked it off last night yeah (laughs) and i reapplied this morning yeah that's Um, nice a bit of moisturizer bit of mascara Mm. and that's it 
I tint my eyebrows now because I can't be bothered to draw them in. That's a good idea. I might have to copy that. Tinting. My mum often has a real go at me when she turns up and I have no makeup on because I think maybe it's a generational thing, but she is all about the makeup and the glam and I've never seen her without makeup on. She's ever. very glamorous, your mum, though. She's very glamorous, but that is the sort of thing that defines her, whereas I feel like, if anything, not wearing it makes me feel who I am and defines me. Yeah. When I've got it on and if I have to do a telly thing, I feel a little bit removed from who I real, really am. Like This is sort of a version of me, mm. but I would never really do all this to my hair and... And have all this sort of stuff going on. And maybe it's a weird armour that does sort of help protect you when you're in that slightly bizarre situation of having to do a TV show. But at home, bun, no makeup. If I'm feeling fruity, no bra. (laughs) I love that you can do that. Mm. Mine just go to my belly button. (laughs) I feel like... Oh, no, I can't do that. How do you think our perception of beauty has changed because of social media? Because we're very used to seeing things now that we weren't 10 years ago. Contouring, very sort of strange selfies that look almost sort of... Alien-like. Alien-like. I mean, I look like one anyway, apparently, so I don't go... (laughs) You're right, I don't go for that. (laughs) But it's strange that we've become more aware of that sort of imagery and and it's become normalised. Whereas 10 yeah. years ago, we'd go, God, that's a that's like something out of a magazine. Whereas now that's sort of the norm. Yeah, I think that's what I do, though. When I go on social media now, well, if I'm on Instagram, I look at a picture and the first, rather than going, oh, that looks amazing, I go, right. I what zoom have they in, done there? And I'm like, how many filters are on that? Mm, mm. Any stretching going on? <laughs> And and again, you know, I'm picking apart a picture, not believing that it's genuine or real. Yeah. Because so much can be done now. Do you know what I mean? I'm I'm a I'm a real supporter of let's not retouch. Let's not, you know, I, I know everything gets retouched and I don't want to look tired in a picture either if it's going on the front of a magazine. But I remember just after I had um Ace and I had to do um I was doing the cover of a magazine for a photo shoot and I don't know, now I look back, I'm like, what? How did I say yes to that? Um, but it was six weeks after I'd given birth and I had a top hat on and just braces and trousers, but like everything was covered, but my tummy was out. And they were like, thank you so much for doing it. It's like, you know, it's, it's a really good kind of message. And I went, it is, but you can't retouch my tummy. And they were like, "Oh, okay. Are you like, are you, are you sure you're happy with that?" And I'm like, "Yes. Why would I want you to retouch me looking like I haven't had a baby six yes. weeks after I've had a baby?" And they were like, "That's just a breath of fresh air. Brilliant. Thank you." Oh. And I'm like, "Do you know? It's just little, little things like that. It's so you know, important, like, though. It's so important. Keep those little lines around your eyes. It's so, you know, oh, I'm all it's for what that. We look like I'm in real life. For, yeah, I've had my tattoos <laughs> airbrushed off without me saying yes." And it's like, I don't care if you hate them. I like them. I have the gaps in my hair filled in. I'm like, no, leave it. (laughs) I don't want to have helmet hair. I want to have my hair. It's a bit funny. But that's because... But again, it's other people's Mm. perception of how you should Should look. look. Yeah. I've also had people ask me to put extensions in my hair for photo shoots. Wow. To make it look... A little more feminine. Yeah, no, that's not me. I'm I don't like, have that hair. But I have short hair. Mm. And you want me to have long hair when I don't have long hair. Mm. Like, Do you want to get someone else? Why are you got long trying hair? to mould me into something that is not me? Mm. 
Well, that was a joy. And I think we waffled on about many subjects there that um, I think people will really enjoy hearing. So thank you for your honesty and your time and your energy. So much sense. (laughs) It was lovely. Thanks, Beth. Thank you, lovely Emma. I could have sat and chatted all day. I adore you, you funny, brilliant, gorgeous creature. What a woman. So look, that's it. We are actually taking a break now. While we're away, I thought I might take a moment to mention some of the other podcasts I like to get you through the next few weeks. Oh, Desert Island Discs is up there. You know, do I need to even sell it to you? No, it's music and amazing people telling their life story. Heaven. Also, my mate Russell Brands, Under the Skin. Oh, it's just so clever that it actually makes my brain hurt, but so many interesting topics covered. And a third that I've heard great things about and is next on my list is Griefcast by Cariad Lloyd, which is comedians talking really openly about the people they've lost, but in a really lovely way. Now, until we return, a huge thanks to Emma, to the producers Matt Hill and Lucy Dearlove at Rethink Audio, and of course, to you beauts for listening. I love you. Don't forget to vote, britishpodcastawards.com forward slash vote. I'll see you soon. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.